0: Is it some devil that crawls inside of you? That's a horrible start, but don't start like that. Just start like that. <laughs> Um, thank you for the Jocko go. Um, do you sell a lot of those?
1: Yeah, we do. We sell the Jocko goes here at the front at the gym. Jocko. What's the name of the gym? Allegiant. I almost said our real. Oh, Oh, (laughs) what was that? You almost
0: put that footlock right in your mouth.
1: Oh, I know. I had to stop myself coming soon. Uh, (laughs) Allegiant fitness. Allegiant fitness. Got it. Check. Yeah. Come check us out. Hell yeah. I know. I need to get in here. Start lifting some weights. You should. You absolutely should. As long as you don't come in here and try and power lift. Fuck. You just blow your back out like every what other else power lifter. Is, what else
0: is there? Actually, no. I. There's that, functional fitness. Wh- who's that? Who's that uh, gay power lifter? He's a big beard, world's strongest man or whatever. He. I, I don't know. He was on Rogan and he was talking about how deadlift and let that unless you're a power lifter or a competitive power lifter, right, shouldn't be doing it shouldn't be doing a deadlift. And uh, I heard him when he said it and I was like, yeah, whatever. Years later, uh, here we are. I have four herniated discs, right? I haven't trained jujitsu in six months. Yep. That's the longest I've ever gone without training in six years, five or six years. We miss
1: you too, by the way,
0: dude, I miss you all. I don't even know who's there. I have to hear about it from my boss. You're not going to recognize
1: anybody but Kai and Jake. Jake's a beast.
0: Jake was a beast when he started.
1: Yeah, he was. Now yeah. he's even more of a beast. I
0: believe it. I was actually telling him the like day before I hurt my back, he was like, because well, he would do the warm-ups for Noki, and it, it, he, I, he would do um, shots and sprawls, yeah. um, and I couldn't keep up with them. And he's like, what, what is, like, how come you can't do that? Do you just get winded? And I'm like, literally, my whole body cannot take that. Right. Like, my back... It was like starting to hurt my back, and it wasn't from that. It was from everything else I've done in my life.
1: Yeah, yeah. <sighs> well it just caught up to you.
0: It just caught up to me right as as that was happening. That was a telltale sign. that I couldn't do shots and sprawls.
1: Right. Well, there's going to be a lot of. But in- going back to the uh, first portion of this with your weightlifting and stuff, yeah, yeah, you should be working out here as long as you're not powerlifting. Fuck.
0: I don't even remember how to lift weights. I, I've only used kettlebells for years now.
1: Yes, awesome, dude. Kettlebells
0: are great. They're great for functional strength.
1: Yeah. That's all I have. In my opinion, though, like, what, what more do you need other than functional fitness, other than functional strength and functional movements? Don't you want to look at, like you, you want yeah. people to envy you? Yeah, you have the vanity side of it where There's you a lot want of people vanity. to like, like look I at you. I only and...
0: have a few years to look as good as I can before yeah. it, I will need pharmaceutical help. I mean, probably need some right now, but still,
1: if that's what you choose to do, you know, but I think that you can also do it. I think that there's, uh, there's ways that you can do it without, you know, going the pharmaceutical route, you know, you can still do it naturally. I think you're a big enough guy and you have the genetics to get you not to what you want to be as far as like, if you look at a magazine or, you know, the freaking, those magazines are ridiculous. Those the, 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 the over edited
0: people. That's yeah, yeah, no right. way there's there's they're like that for an hour. Right. Tops, the dehydrated everything. It's not I was in that world for a while. Yeah? Yeah. You a bodybuilder? Yeah.
1: We or talked it. about that a little bit, didn't we? But we oh, yeah. can talk about it on the podcast. That's cool. Yeah. Uh everyone, this is my guest, Jason Elliott, coach. What's up, everybody? <laughs> How's it going? Coach Jason Elliott. I'm I kind have. of excited to be on your podcast. It's a different dynamic, isn't it? Yeah. Do you feel I, I, different doing it? I,
0: I feel a little bit more free. There's a more pal- palpability to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I it's feel... not in the context of your business, like association. Really. Correct.
1: So yeah. I get to kind of like drop a guard in a way and just be a little bit more open with you. That's um, good. That's good. Which and yeah. Is cool.
0: and, and please uh, feel free to say and speak freely. This is not a space for zipped up lips or anything. Okay, cool. So I'm not gonna, I mean, you know that you've known me long enough. You're not afraid to say anything around me. So
1: yeah, I almost sent you a meme today. It was kind of funny. I thought about <laughs> it. And then afterwards, I'm the kind of guy like I have, I've come to realize that my prime age, uh, I've gained a lot of empathy for people. Really? Yeah. Like a lot. Maybe I have just really high estrogen. estrogen Probably. But you
0: beat me to it actually.
1: I'm just trying to pull it up right now because it's better if you just see it. Yeah, I'd love to see it. I'll say it out loud, but I can show you. The listeners can't see it, so unfortunate for them. There it is. It's just a sweet little note. Yeah, a little bitch.
0: <laughs> There's some nice handwriting. Yeah, right? Do you remember
1: cursive? Do I remember who? Cursive. I do remember cursive. I'm really good at writing cursive. Really?
0: Yeah. yeah 37 so you, years old. Yeah. You do have a lot of estrogen in you. Yeah, I do. For sure. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Well, tell me more about being a bodybuilder. You were a bodybuilder when?
1: Yeah. So I wasn't like a professional bodybuilder or anything. But I was you just were, like a street bodybuilder. Yeah. I was Jack, dude. Yeah. So I, um, everybody, my name is Jason and I'm Dallas's jiu-jitsu coach. Um,
0: and more importantly, he's my friend.
1: And I'm his friend. That's, that is the most important part. Uh, if you guys know Dallas as much as I do, which is just a little tiny bit, you probably agree that he's friend to most people that he meets, which is pretty cool. So having the opportunity to be a guest on your show is pretty fortunate, and I appreciate being here.
0: Yeah, I'm happy to have you. And like I said, the Map Brain episode we did last time was uh, just exponential, in my opinion. It was cool. my favorite episode we, we did, and I was like, I would have stolen that for... The Bad Etiquette Podcast.
1: Well, here we go. I had an episode, but here we go. Now we get to do this one. Now we get to do this one. So I've been training. I've been training jujitsu for I don't even know since like 2008. Yeah. Um, beginning that- in 2008. So however many that many years that is, I'm not sure. I have too much math brain, 24 seven. So I don't know math. Yeah. But a long time, and it was a couple years ago we opened up our own jujitsu school here in Solvang, Dallas signed up with us, and it was really cool to have him join the team, super great at Jiu Jitsu and what he does brings a lot of energy to the team. But I remember you telling me about bodybuilding. Yeah. So that was a cool connection we shared. And I got to tell you a story earlier on that there was a point in my Jiu Jitsu where I hit a plateau Yeah, and it, it was like a really hard plateau. Mm-hmm. Um, I had taken breaks from Jiu Jitsu, which by the way, if you train Jiu Jitsu, that's, you that's gonna it, be it, your biggest mistake it, right there <laughs> is taking breaks.
0: But that's, that's the,
1: the way of the
0: samurai of jujitsu you're gonna have breaks you're gonna have injuries and you're gonna have time off if i accumulated all the time i had off jujitsu and all the time i've trained jujitsu it's probably even in the context of training
1: right you know what i mean yeah so you trained. i probably spent for three years, years on total. three years off you yeah. know
0: probably just like that and yep. it, it's brutal to see uh the cumulative total
1: yeah, and the sad part about that is that if you just were little, doing little things throughout that time, being consistent within certain things on the days you weren't training. What's you, what's something you would have changed that you could
0: have done back in 2000, from 2008 now in jiu jitsu, that would have maybe uh, prolonged the health of. Your jujitsu?
1: I would have put more emphasis on uh, my personal health, on like my physical health and my mental health, as far as just like not being so stressed out with my career that I was in and not being so overwhelmed. But I was young and I was still learning how to live life and how to walk through this life that we're living. Hmm. Um, So trying to navigate that path with an early. Well, I wasn't. I've been married for 15 years. So. Um, we were pretty solid into our marriage when I started training jiu-jitsu and stuff and in our relationship, but just navigating all the ins and outs of life, you know, was wearing on me mentally. And then I didn't look at jiu-jitsu as a marathon. I looked at it like a sprint. Mm. I want to be really good and I want to be really good right now. Yeah. You know, and that kind of led to a bunch of burnouts. So I would be really committed for a long time. And then I would just be to a point where I get burned out and something would just hit I'd hit this wall, I couldn't get past it, and I'd find an excuse to just quit. What were you doing take that was so break. unhealthy?
0: Just besides that sprinting, like that burnout.
1: Well, I think that like I was training two to three times a day and oh, I didn't okay. know enough about my own recovery. Recovery, um, I wasn't eating the right amount of nutrition or meals per day. Mm-hmm. I wasn't focused on nutrition. I wasn't staying hydrated. I would eat where I could. I would eat when I could. You know, I worked in the hospitality industry and I had about 140 restaurants that I serviced on a monthly basis. And so I had a lot of friends in those kitchens. So I was eating chef food all day. It was just everywhere I'd go, you know, hey, you want some food, you want some food? Yeah, 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 cool, cool, cool. Or I wouldn't eat and then it was like, I'm starving, I just need something, so I'd put something in my body. It was just all these things, you know, and then I'd get hurt and I'd be like, screw it, I'm young, I'm just gonna keep training. I wouldn't recover and all that stuff. So like going back in time, I would have just put more focus on being healthier and learning about how I can be healthier, eating better, doing um, supplemental exercise routines for functional fitness. Like what do you do on a daily basis for a job? And what does that job require as far as labor? How can you complement the motions that your body has to make in your day-to-day work life in this gym, so how can you create workout movements that are going to complement what you do out there in work? Instead of doing like an overhead snatch, is that what they call it? You know, like or the, an Olympic lift, or an Olympic lift, sure. or something like that. Like Some what movement? Like tell me what movement that requires in in work. <laughs> what yeah. person's job yeah. requires really, him to really, do that
0: honestly and uh, t- you know circling back here that's why the kettlebells are so important is uh, functionally the strength it provides in all these acute and strange places in your body is going to bleed benefits in the
1: long run yeah um, w- what do you do now in terms of taking care of yourself um Health-wise. i kind of just do like very light band work light weights light kettlebells um, I don't do any like heavy lifting, I don't do- So you're not compromising your joints and everything? No, everything, and no. Like, everything I do has resistance. to add life and longevity to my jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I can't do anything that's gonna take away from my jiu-jitsu. It's a business investment. Yeah. yeah, Essentially. Yep. But going back to my break, I would take breaks and stuff. And one of the breaks I took, the longest break I took from jujitsu, I had a buddy of mine who was working out in the gym in Santa Barbara and he was like, hey, you should come work out with me. Mm. I was like, all right, cool. I haven't worked out for a while. I'm not training jiu anymore and I need to do something. So then I started lifting with them and I got consistent pretty quick. So I was there for like a month hmm. and I saw results within that first month, oh, you know. Yeah. And you get that feeling, and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna push a little harder. Now I'm getting a little bit more familiar with things. I'm starting to research workouts and muscle groups and how to work out all these different things. So then I just started doing all this stuff. And I got hooked because the results hit. And when the results hit, I was just like, I want more, I want more, I want more. So jujitsu was just put to the side, and I just started weightlifting like crazy. One thing led to another in about, I think maybe like six to eight months into weightlifting, I was pretty comfortable with everything. I was like, I was pushing good weight in the gym. Yeah. Um, but I had no form. Like I had no, I was just a gym rat yeah. at this point Bad in time, form. you know, Ugh. and everyone thought I was super hardcore cause I had these <laughs> gnarly cauliflower ears. So they were just like, Oh, that guy over there lifting weights would fuck somebody up if they got into a fight. Like, <laughs> you know, so everyone respected me and like, it was just super cool environment for me. Um, but anyhow, like I would lift and lift and lift. And a couple of my buddies started talking about going to uh, steroids. And I was like, of course, that's the evolution of lifting, right? Naturally, naturally, bro. Next thing you know, (laughs) unnaturally. Yeah. So, I I uh, I started looking into it, and I was like, ooh, that sounds like really interesting. It's enticing. Mm. Wow. I and then it got to a point where I I wanted to do it really, really bad, and I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. No, I can't do that. And this and this is at the
0: time. Of the world's most famous steroid user was the fucking governor of the state. He was. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you be like? That's exactly where I'm gonna
1: go. I'm trying to think when it was that I was weightlifting, like in my prime. I can't even remember what year, dude. Don't ask me. My mind is so shot right now. Oh, good thing we're having a fucking podcast. It was within a few years ago. Um. So. I I was too uncomfortable doing steroids, like. With my friends in the well, yeah. locker room I mean, and kinda, ordering the yeah. shit online and all this That's stuff.
0: That's how I feel. Is like, I, I it's not, no, guys. It's not hard to get. You have a search engine. You can find steroids. You can get steroids. I can get steroids sent to your door. Yeah. Do some Bitcoin. But but it, you don't I really don't know. To, I don't really know. Also, I don't want to be my own endocrinologist. I don't. You know. Yeah. I don't. I need someone that has an expert opinion to look at and go you know, tell me what the fuck my post
1: cycle therapy should be. What, you know? Yeah. I'm good at teaching jujitsu and all that (laughs) stuff. I'm not, I don't, am not a smart outside of that. Like, (laughs) and and with people I'm great. And so that helps me with business. But in the terms of trying to calculate all that stuff, forget about it. I'm not even, so, but I was now hooked and I was like, I really want to do this. There's gotta be an alternative to it where I don't have to do this in this way. Yeah. The black market way. Yeah. I just didn't want to do it. So then I looked up, um, I went to the search engine and there it is, you know, in Santa Barbara. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go. But before I go, I'm going to call. So I called up the place and I was just straight up honest with the guy that answered. I was like, hey, man, this might be like an out of left field call for you, but this is my name. Here's why I'm calling. I'm like 99.9% about to do anabolic steroids with my friends. I've been lifting in the gym for almost a year now, blah, blah, blah. I'm getting good results. So I don't feel like I need it, but I want it. And I don't want to do it in that way. And so I figured I'd start researching it and seeing if there was an alternative where I wouldn't have to maybe do this by myself. So before doing that, I thought maybe I'd call and facilitate a call or a, a conversation. And he was like, that's pretty cool that you would call and ask you know so why don't you come in and we'll do a consultation and we'll chat and you can tell me what you're up to what you're thinking about and i'll tell you what we do and if there's anything we can do we'll test your levels and all that stuff so they go in meet with a guy super friendly super nice guy he ends up um really respecting the fact that i called him and just was honest i respect
0: that because that sounds like the the good version of a story yeah like the oh that's what i would say to make myself sound better as a person this is how the story of my life should be written you know what i mean yeah
1: well and it helps him too to cuz the next step was for him to test my levels and which he did and to see if there was any qualifying parameters within my tests that would let me go on treatment it would help him dictate what my treatment level could be you know so, what am I looking for? Why am I here? I'm obviously not here because my libido is low, you know, stuff like that. I'm here because of other reasons and stuff. So, they tested my levels, my testosterone didn't qualify, free test did. So, I got on treatment. So, you had plenty of testosterone, so I had in, plenty in, of testosterone in, in, yep.
0: in modern day parameters, which oh, I won't even get into how badly they've been discounted and lowered.
1: Yeah, but they have. <laughs> Think of, um The way it was, the way it was described to me was, and listeners, try and do the best you can to use your imagination on this. If you take a a water glass, just a cup, empty cup, and you put it in your sink, empty sink, and then you pour your faucet over it and you turn your faucet on slowly, just a slow, steady stream of water, and you start filling up that glass. Well, once that glass is full that's your testosterone level. So when they test your levels, they're testing that level and that's your level. And so at a certain age, you should have a certain level between a threshold of this high number and this low number. Mm -hmm. And that changes per age and stuff like that. But that cup is essentially your testosterone level. And so that faucet that's pouring water into that cup should always be pouring water in. So mm-hmm. you ever seen people defrost stuff by just pouring water over it continuously? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like what's happening in your testosterone level. And so that's it's overflowing, okay. exactly. It's overfilling the cup. So now the cup is slowly running water off the side. So that, that runoff is going into the sink. So what goes down the drain at that point is what your body utilizes for its own testosterone source. And so that's called your free testosterone. So that's your free testosterone that's allowed to be used by your body in the, when you need it. Check. So my cup was full, Mm -hmm. but the faucet was off. Uh So because I had testosterone didn't mean I could use it because there was no free testosterone available for my body to use. So what they did was put me on treatment so that they were putting testosterone back in, turning the faucet back on mm-hmm. to get the cup starting to go again. So wow, overflow. Wow, Does that okay. make sense? It absolutely makes okay, sense to cool. So me. if you I, don't I, understand, I, like...
0: I feel bad for anyone struggling to understand it because I know it can be a little difficult without the physicality. Or I'm, I'm quite a visual learner, so it always helps to like see something, yeah. you know, be demonstrated.
1: Well, and if you have any questions about that, just go back, push rewind you should listen to this podcast twice anyways and then put a cup in a sink and you can do it while you're listening you'll see exactly what we're talking about
0: i bet someone's like listening to this and they were putting something in a cup too and they're
1: like oh my god So my free test didn't qualify or my free test did qualify me so i got on treatment and results happened like immediately and then i went from like you know this little gym boomer to like this gym local to this gym rat to this gym celebrity this gym like idol oh, and then like great. gym legend i was even called the gym mayor of the gym <laughs> in santa barbara i was nominated the mayor of gold's gym uh back oh, when it was the Bay club God. it was so funny but anyways i was it was Jack dude i was lifting so hard so heavy and it was funny because my old friend at the time, he owned a store in Galita called Complete Nutrition. Mm. And he was the one that did it. He was the one that hooked me into bodybuilding. <laughs> I was just lifting and I was happy lifting, getting results, looking good in the mirror and oh, yeah. stuff like that. Because I was like, I don't want to train jujitsu. I already had a burnout. Um, I'm just lifting and I, I like this and I like the people and the, the community of like everything about it at the time. So... um Where was I going with that?
0: Well, you were just talking about... Bodybuilding and it. Oh yeah, my buddy this, Will. So yeah. my buddy
1: Will is one of these guys, and I kind of see him. You know, when you're in the gym working out, you see somebody else is kind of jacked yeah. or a little bit more jacked than oh, you are. Yeah, it's fully like peacocking mean, on I each other. I don't feel that. I don't know what that's like, but okay. I know what you mean. <laughs> so yeah, we would like look at each other and stuff like that, and, and kind of eye gaze at each other. What's up? What's up? Swell up a little. Hell yeah! Yeah. And oh, so he, dude,
0: it, the dream, the masculine dream. Oh, <laughs>
1: it my was God. lame though because that, it's all like know, tank you, top you, gym rat
0: stuff. It dude. Was, you know what that I do that with other dudes with mustaches. Okay. Because mustaches, any little boy can grow a mustache now <laughs> and they're super popular. Yeah. So like you like eyeball other uh-huh. fuckers with mustaches. Because I've had this for years. I've had this since I met you. Yeah, and, you yeah, know, on and, and off always you know, and so I'm just like, hey, it finally the world's coming around and respecting the stash, yeah. right? Yeah. Now I'm the the frickin' Jim Mayor of mustache land here. Totally. So like, you know, it, it's it's not the Greatest, it's a pretty but, good stash. But for everyone coming up, trying to get their little stashes growing, we do the same thing, like puff it up a little, you know, twist it, get the, yeah. you know, drive by other dudes working in the trades. They're on their first mustache,
1: you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So so, 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 you,
0: so you'd so be eyeballing this dude. Yeah. You know, so I, I was eyeballing homo.
1: him. He was eyeballing me. And so then he comes Cute. out to me and he's like, what's up, man? Uh, my name's Will. I was like, what's up, Will? My name's Jason. You know, so uh, he's like, hey. Um, do you, do you work out here often? You know, and now it turns into this like whole like date thing. Like, hey, what's like your it. name? What you, you mm-hmm. live around here? Are you local Very ball? cute. Right. You're super cute. But no, he was like, you work out here a lot. I was like, I, I do around like this time in the morning, not this time in the afternoon though. And so then it proceeds to do you compete in bodybuilding or anything? And I was like, no, why? I was like, do I like the compliments though. Keep feeding them to me. <laughs> And he was like, "Oh, I was just curious, you know. I I do, and I own a supplement shop down the road. You know, you should come by, and we can talk about maybe like a sponsorship program or something." Bingo, ching! And I was like, "Yep, you're my buddy. Let's talk." So I went by a supplement shop, you know, and we're talking, going through the whole game plan. He's telling me what his nutrition plan is and his supplement plan is and puts them all on the counter we're talking sponsorship stuff you know i'm super pumped t-shirts shaker balls boom 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 i turn my back i turn back around the cash register is like eight hundred and seventy five dollars <laughs> and i was like i look at him with this ghost look like I <laughs> what <did> you, <laughs> um <laughs> what you, I you can't know what buy spon- all this stuff sponsorship dude I, like and i yeah what does the sponsorship mean? He was like, well, this is your, with your 20% off. Like, I'm giving you 20% off. Um, and That's I was a just like, scheme is dude, is what that is. <laughs> so I did, actually didn't even buy anything. I was mm-hmm. like, I can't Jack. buy anything, dude. Um, I'm sorry about that. I, uh, I thought I misinterpreted your sponsorship. Um, whatever. And so... I ended up seeing him at the gym a couple more times, and we ended up hanging out a couple more times outside of that, and I saw him a couple other times at the gym, next thing you know, I ended up going to the supplement shop, buying some supplements anyways, and stuff like that. And we became friends, and I had supplement access anytime I needed it. Mm. And so I had all the supplements I wanted, but that not, sounds I'm better not talking than, about like- sounds
0: better than a sponsorship. You got a friend, and you got some supplements. Yeah, it was, than that? It, it
1: was pretty cool. And then most of the stuff I just paid cost on. You yeah. know, it wasn't like I got it free, I would just pay cost on it, and so. It was what it was and it wasn't like we were doing, I wasn't doing steroids. It was just supplements and stuff. That was where it started Mm -hmm. was just the supplements. But my buddy Will at the time really started motivating me and encouraging me to do a bodybuilding show. And so I was like, do you think I can? He was like, yeah, you can. There's even one coming up in Santa Barbara. And I can't remember what year this was, but uh, I signed up for it. I registered for it. I think it was called the Grand Prix in Santa Barbara or Mm -hmm. something like that. And I started lifting like crazy. And I got jacked, dude. I show you pictures. And I was 215 pounds. <laughs> and I was like at my lowest, I think like 10.2%, <laughs> 10.2% body fat. Jeez, dude, how much do you No, weigh? I was like six. No, yeah, that was because like, I was like 15% body yeah, fat. Yeah, I was probably around like seven, uh, 8% body fat. How much do you weigh right now? 175. <laughs> you were 45 pounds heavier? Yeah. That's fucking nuts, dude. Yeah, I was at least two fifteen when I met you. Fat. I, would have, I would have just body fat. <laughs> not in, not in a mean uh, egotistical way, but I would have fucking crushed you. Oh, when uh, I was at that rate because I was. hundred. There's people. no
0: disbelief in my mind that I would have had my shit pushed in.
1: Yeah. But now that's what you do to me, because I'm broken.
0: I'm more broken. Mm, I'm currently broken.
1: Currently, yeah, yeah, more currently, freshly that's a broken. Good, that's a good way to look at I'm it. I'm
0: more freshly broken.
1: I'm I'm currently broken, mm-hmm. but not for long. That's right. So yeah, I got huge, I got jacked, I got really big, and I was at for a long point in time using TRT. So I've got onto the TRT treatment. I ran it for almost six years. Which the hugest
0: thing is the recovery, and this is something I kind of wanted to bring back up. Is you mentioned your recovery. In mm-hmm. jujitsu, or not recovering smart versus yeah. now recovering smart, that's something that absolutely is so important in growth in your muscles actually building. Have you you know that st- muscle waste smell you get that like it's like ammonia smell mm-hmm. when you're like working when you're training too much when you're overtraining? Yep, I smelled like that all the time. I thought that's just how you're supposed to smell when you train a lot. I wasn't wasn't recovering and i was never getting like you know my muscles weren't getting bigger i wasn't getting leaner i like i my abs weren't coming through like i was like what the fuck i train every day a week you know 5 days a week why am i not i i used to do um like a a kickboxing class a boxing class powerlifting and then nogi grappling and then i like wouldn't <laughs> Yeah, see any results and I'd stink really bad all the time. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm so bad at this. Wasn't recovering smart. Wasn't mm-hmm. recovering well. TRT makes it so you recover how you ideally should, in, yep. in in my opinion, in my yeah. eyes, what was that like? You yeah. basically well, there's, could. there's
1: like a, there's pros. And I had pros and cons, right? I didn't have any like side effects. I never had any of the side effects. This like is a, this man.
0: This man stared at me with no hair on his head right now. I don't know what the
1: hell he's talking about. No side effects. <laughs> I was born this way, man. I was bald <laughs> out the womb. Um, I didn't. I, I, other than the advanced hair loss because it was already happening through my genetics.
0: I mean, honestly, you look great. It all just went to your beard.
1: Yeah, it did, it actually did, my, my, it migrated south. Yeah. yeah. So recovery was great, but I think the trade-off was that my, my joints were doing too much. My, my muscles were capable and my joints were not. And oh. so I put too much damage into my joints and all the soft tissues that weren't healing properly as my muscles were growing. So going back to, remember I was telling you, I was unfamiliar with how to lift <laughs> in proper forms and stuff like that. So you think you're doing things right and you're getting results. Like I'm getting swollen and jacked and people are looking at the gym and they're like, damn, and then they're coming up to me asking me for workout plans. Like, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do for lifting? You know, at the grocery store, they're asking me, like that Pop-Tart box, is that really what you eat? <laughs> yeah, it is. Calories yeah, out, baby. <laughs> like, it was just, it was so addicting, dude. I know what like the addiction is from weightlifting and that whole Ugh. lifestyle and stuff. I get it. Um, the vanity is real in that life. I'm about to hit the pause button go do some fucking go ben- get some bench pumps right in, now, dude. You mean to come back? <laughs> get me hyped. <laughs> yeah. Uh but the recovery, it was great because I recovered fast. I recovered fast. I would lift hard as shit and then be out again the next day, moving on to the next muscle group, doing the same thing. Not really taking days off. My cardio didn't really mean anything to me cause I wasn't training Jiu Jitsu. So I never really tested it. And I'd always do the stair mill
0: mm-hmm. as
1: my form of cardio. So I yeah. just burn fat instead of cardio or worry about cardio. My cardio was lifting weights faster. Yeah, yeah. pumping quick. <laughs> But uh, I stopped doing it years ago and I kind of crashed off of it, uh, went through some lows, went through some highs again, went through some lows. And so now I feel like what's happened is my body's been too damaged, was been majorly damaged with all my soft tissues and my joints because of all the excessive lifting I was doing um, over the years, because I did it for years. Uh, lifting and I got really big, really fast. And I don't think the body's supposed to get big that fast. Not in that type of a way, you might have pushed you the know, so I pushed yourself. the boundaries for myself and I didn't recover. I didn't have any like professional nutritionist. I wasn't doing it as a professional like sport. I didn't have a team behind me educating me through the process, yeah, which you is like, DIY, yeah, yeah, so going back to saying, what would I have done differently if I could go back, I would have surrounded myself with a professional team and decided like, hey, I've always knew, because from day one in jujitsu, I knew I was gonna open a school one day, right? I always knew it, but I only gave like half-assed effort to it on this terms of my physical health. Like I gave 150% effort into the training, the education, the commitment, the uh, investments and the connections within the industry, like I built the ability to open the school and all the training required to be able to teach this art. Mm. Um, but what I didn't do was surround myself with a team of people that would have kept me healthy throughout that process. So I burned my body and I broke my body throughout the process to get to where I am. And I feel like going back, had I done it the same way I did it, but with a team of professionals that could have helped me along the way, stay healthy and in shape, I would be in a much better position today than I am. Currently, so yeah, short story very long. Yeah. That's kind of the answer to my question okay. is that's who I would, that's what I would change going back. Okay, um, moving forward, I can't change those things. So today, fitness is all about functionality and providing myself the ability to um, extend my jujitsu career.
0: I, I have three questions for you.
1: Uh huh. Quick questions.
0: Do you think that you were given undue respect because of your size and your cauliflower ears and your presence that like you were like didn't earn and didn't appreciate or maybe didn't use to the best of your ability like in the gym in the weightlifting gym just in general just like from having that happen with that essentially like succession
1: no because i put in fucking work no, 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 but I'm talking about like
0: maybe someone would give you inherent respect just on, a, just visual on like level. a visual level. Yeah, and then you maybe didn't appreciate it because it did come so easily, and, and that was like maybe someone you could have incorporated in the, like the kind of team-building no, lifestyle. I've
1: always been pretty humble. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was a great answer, a great answer.
1: Uh, no, really, I think I've always been humble enough to, yeah, to be cool and respectful to okay. everybody and anybody. I was always that guy that was always rooting for the rooties in the gym, mm. you know, like the underdogs. Yeah. And like, I would always knock on people. Like if you were trying to make fun of somebody on the, on the machine, cause they were doing something that yeah. maybe looked funny to you. You know, I'd, I had friends that would like, Hey, check that dude out over there. And some guy would be trying to work out on the machine and it would look fun- funny, funny mm. cause he didn't know what he was doing or something. I'd be like, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. Go show him how to yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, it's
0: good. Like, that, then you're the good, you're a good kind of person to be operating and owning a gym. <clears throat> Yeah, because if that's the mentality you have, and you like are willing to create a a space where someone's comfortable enough to learn, okay. and and you are I, like I, is, uh, with jujitsu, like I've never felt uncomfortable on the mats with you or the coaches or anyone because I didn't know as much. Cool. I never felt stupid. You know what I mean? I never, I never felt like oh I'm kind of out of my element here. Good. So that's good because yeah, yeah. that. Is re-
1: relevant in both. Yep, absolutely. I'll kick. I'll kick the person out, man. If you come into my gym, if you, if like, if I hear you meme somebody or something like that, if mm-hmm. you're sitting here and you take a photo of somebody and you, yeah. you know, send it to your friend, yeah, or, no, you're out, man. That's that's not. You have to kick anymore. anyone out. I haven't yet. Yeah. No. But mm-hmm. I will sometime. I'm yeah. sure. I'm going What, it'll, what it'll about happen. the what about the jujitsu gym? Um, I've never actually had a formula kick anybody out i've had conversations with people that basically said like hey you know this just this gym isn't for you your training oh, really? isn't for this facility huh. you know who? Um, I don't know. you don't I'm have to say who but
0: what, what happened no Someone, well, be, some, some a story all right day.
1: fine that's a story Great. for another day gotta hit the fucking pause button yeah pause <laughs> um okay because uh, they're see, not even around those, anymore those, at all uh, what
0: are those other questions i had so there was that one there's two other Undo ones. You say, undue Respect. Okay. Um, teammate. Oh, um well since you have the the, the know how and the knowing better in hindsight, why would 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 you have you know regular hormone levels now? Would you just be on TRT as someone who is in the um, appropriate age for
1: it? Yeah. No, because, absolutely. Because so you I'm, know so better I'm,
0: now. Right now is when I would say you're in
1: the best I'm in the best mindset to do it. it yeah, yeah, yeah totally, exactly. Totally. And yeah. I've, I've tried, I've actually, um, I've reached out to several different facilities and had my labs tested. I've spent countless amounts of money on mm. getting my lab work done mm. and all the test results come back to say that I don't qualify at this point, which is so fucking strange. Do you know why? Because I'm badass. <laughs>
0: I wish that were so,
1: my little. No, no, you are bad. Because I'm Jeez, pumped, you I'm pumped the, full of testosterone. That's yeah, what they tell me. No, I don't believe that for a second. I don't either. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I need, I'm soft. we am staring at two, two huge traps right now.
0: Um, <laughs> no, uh, you know why? Is because the bracket and like the limit for people's T levels has been drastically lowered over the last twenty to thirty years.
1: Yeah. And it's because they're trying to demasculate de, or they're trying to emasculate. Is that the word? Sure. Well, I mean, they're, <laughs> they're, they're trying, they're trying, they're trying to just slowly this evolve. Joke's writing itself, but they're slowly evolving your balls into raisins. Yeah. Right? No, no, so like, they I, want you to have no balls. They so want you to have the, none. So
0: there is this to, to, be, it seems like there's this societal desire to emasculate men and div- divide what the idea of like a, a strong, prolific, uh, you know, <coughs> hormonally healthy man is, yeah. and it, there's so much. It's what it is. Is basically, I think. I think what it is, and this is more along the lines of what I actually do believe and think is that um, so much of our food is uh, fucked with and stepped on, essentially, and has so many processes that harm people's actual health and hormonal health but just by a little bit Mm -hmm. but in all this exposure and all the things that we've been exposed to over the last 30 40 50 years in this super high fructose corn syrup world and these seed oils and these ugh. it i think that those companies that are profiting from that they do do a lot of funding for the medical fields and tests and everything that places these values on your T-levels, that changes the values on your testosterone. So that's why when I go in at a 27 years old and I have testosterone of 400. Right. I wish I had testosterone of 400 so I can qualify. Yeah, but, but I apparently don't qualify because they lowered it. Healthy testosterone would be 500 to 1,000. That would be the typical normal... Back in the for day. For your age bracket. For age bracket for most most men.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was told I'm, that.
0: I'm careening towards 30 years old. Yeah. And mine's a 400. I don't imagine it's just going to jump 200 uh, deciliters. Uh, what was it? um I forget the right. unit value, yeah. but
1: see, you would have qualified if you went to Asia, if you went to the clinic that I used to go to. No, I totally
0: would. I believe it, and that th- that's just more of a um, conversation about money affordability. There, oh yeah, yeah. But I can go through. But I had even messaged them a couple of years ago, or had sent them an email, and they're like, "Well, we don't take your insurance, but you can go through your doctor, and they, they could do it." You know, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. So when I finally had it done,
1: they take cash. They're cash big, pay, but it's cool. expensive. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's pricey. You know. Yep. Yep. So that's what that's what I believe with the, and I mean it's actually happening. This isn't a belief that I just like thought of on my own theoretically. This is something I've been shown evidence to, and am uh, in fact just kind of regurgitating myself. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. No, that's that's the uh, same thing. I, if I would, I would. I've been trying to get back on it. I've been trying to reach out to doctors and clinics to get back on it. But they say that my test levels don't qualify. And I'm just like, this is garbage. Because I I think here's what I ultimately believe at this point. Because I've had it tested at two different clinics. And it's been very close to the same. Like the results are the same. And I have them on my medical charts that I have access to online. I think that when I went into the steroids... Through the mm-hmm. medical field, right? TRT, because that's mm-hmm. essentially what they are. It's fucking steroids. Well, you are getting steroids through a doctor. And
0: when you say steroids, you mean it's essentially anabolic steroids, it's which anabolic is. steroids. It's, that's all it
1: is. But the doctors, it, but it's a, a
0: naturally occurring steroid in your body, testosterone. Yeah. That's what that's what yeah. that is. Yeah. it's a people. It just use puts that your body into an anabolic an 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 state. state.
1: It helps yeah. your body go into an anabolic state, so you can grow. It's a whole process, but.
0: Um, no, believe me. Anyone who's listening to this podcast right now has gone through the ringer of me talking about TRT and testosterone like, fuck and another steroids, and I'm like, oh my god, it's October, we got it you fucking quit <laughs> drinking and you want to be on steroids, and they're, they're over it. Right, they know, well, they know better.
1: This is the last thing I'll say about it, and then we'll move on to a different <laughs> subject. But uh, with the, I don't even know what the fuck I was going to say about it. Now it's not even that important. The T levels, just the everything. Being levels, anabolic. Um, I
0: mean, I guess that's all we've been talking about for the last 40 minutes, so hard to say.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't qualify. They won't They won't treat me, and so I can't get back on it, so I'm kind of stuck where I'm at. And that's okay, because I'm still pretty badass the way I am. I'm just trying to go through a natural road to recovery. Yeah. And so it's— <clears throat> This, this uh, would
0: help. This would help. This would be a, a you know,
1: twist oh, at the totally end of the help. punch. I know it would help for sure. Oh, I, I wish I could do it, but mm-hmm. I can't.
0: Looks like you're just gonna go uh, the old locker room method and start having to get some online, get some dirty fentanyl uh, steroids. Yeah, no. You know what you could do? You know what you could do? Put a wig on, shave your beard, and go in and say, "I want I to be a man." I will never
1: shave my fucking beard.
0: Oh, we'll put a wig on and say, "I really would like to be a man now," and you uh, say you want to transition and say, "Well, no, no, I identify." I just tell them I don't as
1: identify as somebody who walks around with levels at this they'll
0: stick it in your ass immediately or you could tell them hey my son i mean my daughter wants to be a boy can we start sticking him with uh oh no we could do that at home and then you know just take it just take his stuff just take his gear and then just (laughs) there's all kinds of ways there's all kinds of
1: workarounds now because of the
0: way that it's uh, not even worth it it's not even (laughs) worth it
1: I don't even so like. And I the, think I
0: think that's the side of the podcast that everyone is expecting to come out, or the side of the conversation that everyone's expecting to come out. Yeah. Uh, but it never does yeah. for for me, for you, for yeah. the podcast in general.
1: But here's what I'll say, and I'll leave you guys on for the last thing about like steroids and fitness and stuff like that, and then we'll definitely change the subject. Is that just like make little changes in your life, consistent changes. Right. And so when you say, you ask people, Hey, do you drink enough water per day? And everyone's like, Oh yeah, I drink enough water. No, you don't drink more. Well, start by just drinking the proper amount of water per day and then do it for seven days a week. Be consistent about your water. Be consistent about what you eat and how you eat it. Make sure it's healthy foods, not just a bunch of greasy, nasty, shitty foods. If you just start making those small changes in your life, you're going to start living a lot healthier. You're going to feel better. You're going to have more energy. And then go exercise in the gym for at least 15 minutes a day. Go pick something small and do it. Go sign up at a gym and don't do it at home. Like Do your workouts at home and stuff, but like go get a gym membership and walk into a gym and like motivate yourself it just creates routine and habits and stuff like that that you may have that you may not have inside of your house um holds you accountable to your fitness levels and what you're trying to do with your fitness and your exercise plans just it's good for you to have a gym membership it all adds Uh, up
0: it all adds up it's cumulative and i've been really uh fascinated with how much those little adjustments turn into and add up into big changes and big positivities I've incremented or uh, worked in, uh, integrated excuse me rather, integrated a lot of changes over the last year or two and I don't know if it's in response to uh, all the COVID like propaganda where no one was you know telling you to essentially just fucking be healthy you know like start there and then maybe you can talk about some vaccine that might work you know it not to to fucking beat a dead horse guys (laughs) Um, but I, 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 I did, I integrated a lot of things like breathing through my nose, eating whole foods, not eating seed oils and, um, not putting like products on me and just that are not supposed to be there. And yeah it, it just, these little things and just like, was, there was this questionnaire I had on Instagram. Someone had asked me something, uh, I, or I said, well, what do you really wish right now? What do you wish for? And someone said, oh, I wish I could lose weight. And I was like, uh, yeah, totally. Like, who doesn't? I, I feel fat every day of my life. Even if I've lost weight, I still think, like, why isn't there a six-pack God in front of the mirror when I stand there? It sucks. You know, it's never, it's always, you're always constantly, you know, pushing up to your to something you wish you were. And, it, and it, sometimes it's a goal. But in this, I said, something and it kind of came out and I was like oh wow like maybe I do have a brain in this fat head of mine. Um, If you lost one pound a week in one year you'd be 52 pounds lighter that would be a transformative difference and I thought like wow how many other things can I do once a week and in one year have fifty two values of indifference, sure a- and how much of that because like, you
1: know that time's gonna pass by anyways right
0: that time's gonna pass by anyways, and if I feel like this schmuck a year from now, I'm gonna hate it, but you just gotta decide which difficulty you'd rather lean into, and for me the difficulty of uh trying for because it, it's pretty much like You know, shoot for the moon, land amongst the stars, essentially. You know, you want to shoot for that goal, at least you're shooting for it and you're going to land amongst a a better realm than you are right now. And no one that is no one's gonna shame you for trying. And fun fact, if they do shame you for putting effort or trying those things, you get to find out there's a new new, new, uh, new unit for a friend, there's a new tenant, yeah. you have a new space, because that person needs to get the fuck out of your life, and then you have some free real estate to meet a better person. You surround yourself with a like-minded individual. It. Uh, I think that's one of the most interesting things uh, that I've learned in in all my years of being an asshole, um, as soon as you start doing things that are good for you, you find out who is an actual asshole and are just trying to bring you down to their level. And I know how after-school special that sounds, where it's like, oh, God, yeah, like, oh, is that everyone's just, you know, trying to make you feel bad and bring you down, and it's so true. People... Uh, will project the feelings they have about themselves onto you as soon as you start doing a little better, you know, working a little harder and doing things that they're too scared to try.
1: I call them attacks. Attacks. They're attacks. They're attacks. For
0: sure, yeah. Like a ta- like like the like a like <clears> attacks <throat> on your system or attacks on your money or like attacks. It's attacks
1: like, on you and however you want to look at that, right? So, um You could look at it from like spiritual attacks. You could look at it as like universal attacks. You Mm -hmm. could look at it as like karma attacks. Oh, so
0: you're saying like attacks, like like
1: Yeah, right? Like it's like, well, it's like like a barrier. It's like something trying to stop you. It's resistance. It's resistance, right? And so whatever that looks like to you, whether that be spiritual resistance, whether you're on the right path, you ever feel like you're on the right path and all of a sudden, boom, something smacks you in the face and stops you cleaning your tracks and (sighs) derails you? Absolutely. This, and then you say, and then you ask yourself, well, what would have happened if that didn't stop me? Yeah. So, what stops you? You can say, well, the, the stupid pebble that hit my wheel when I was skating. Up to the up to the ramp. You're you know, cutting me so deep, <laughs> Jason. You're cutting me <laughs> deep, man. You're fucking you really
0: this is my therapy session now is what it sounds <laughs>
1: like. And ever since ever since I fell from that stupid pebble, I couldn't I could never do this again. You know, well so but what would have happened if I never hit that stupid rock? You have to ask yourself that. So I, like
0: w- I would have done the backside flip nose blunt on the ramp,
1: it would have been perfect. <laughs> but instead I got knocked out. Cold. <laughs> Ow. I, I don't know, dude. I don't, like, I have a lot of empathy for people now. And I guess I'm just becoming softer because of the way the world's going and all the grain and all the bioengineered food that we eat that we don't really know about. You're just really getting gayer about. as day is just, getting longer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's what's going on, Dallas. <laughs> I mean, you do roll around with men, men in all pajamas day. all day. Well, actually not for a few months. Yeah. Because my stupid elbows. So of I miss elbow. men in pajamas. Oh, man. You know, but...
0: Yeah. Yeah, to hear I'm, that story, uh, visit Matt Brain episode five or six. Good shit. I'm goldfishing a lot today, man. I'm Matt Braining like crazy. That's okay. Three set no no no. Seriously, you've been you stayed on topic, uh that you kept a topic going for a long time. It was great. Cool. No, you did a really
1: great job. So um Do if, you believe in aliens? Fuck yeah, I do. You believe yeah, in aliens? I do. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think it is so okay, the movie Wally? Yeah,
0: no, like careening towards that as a you society. You think that's what? okay, so do
1: you think I, that's where we're headed? Oh. It, the people? As
0: soon as I saw it, when I was a kid, uh-huh. I was like,
1: oh man, I want to die. This is <laughs> horrible. Okay. Can I change your whole perception of it though? Bring it on. Yes. This was, uh, on my mind, my mind was blown when I was getting a tattoo once and the tattoo artist was telling me about it. So I had the... It was when the movie Wall-E came out. One hundred percent.
0: You've told this on one of the early MapBrain episodes. Did One hundred percent. I
1: don't even want to tell it again. Then
0: no one's going to listen to those. You think anyone downloaded those? They're, they have like six they have downloads. have to go so far down book. the search history to find it. Okay. Yeah, those fucking assholes. You okay, know why? So it's because I ne- we never posted photos of ourselves, so no one like.
1: No we want to see how jacked we were. Yeah. Damn don't it. worry. You're gonna see. You're gonna see pictures today. <laughs> Bring it on, Wally! So Wally, there was a point in time that movie came out. People got upset because they started saying that it was hurtful to the human race because what was what uh, the movie de- depicted us as? You know, like fat, lazy people that were hovering around in chairs with their bones not even connected anymore, and they were getting their meals through slurpees. You know, and they were playing virtual golf. They weren't even having to move anymore. It sounds oh like sounds like heaven. First hmm. of all, it sounds like it kind of sounds like today it's right a little bit today it sounds like
0: so, vr goggles yeah
1: yeah and so there's this huge thing people got upset they were like this is not fair this hurts my feelings we can't you can't do this you can't make movies like this oh my gosh well so you think about like an alien and if you think about evolution and where we're headed as as a race and how we could evolve let me uh, this is where it gets trippy so now think about yourself right now and then however many years it's going to take for this evolution to happen picture an alien in your head right now okay now don't even tell me what it looked like just picture it you picture an alien maybe it's what is going to be described maybe not so what's happening in society we're moving around less we're sitting down more right we're getting more comfortable in seated positions we're moving less and on our feet, walking and stuff. Everything's about comfort and ease. We go through, um, scooters, electric bikes, forget mm-hmm. pedal bikes, oh, electric electric, scooters electric, bikes, everything. electric yeah. scooters, electric skateboards, electric everything, because it's too much work to put in the effort to do it any other way. Brought right. To you by Pretty Henderson soon electric. we're going to have electric spin bikes in the gym. <laughs> oh, fuck. fucking <laughs> A. So that's kind of where we're headed, right? Yeah. So, but that's, that's not going to make us gain weight, right? If we continue to eat food like we typically eat now, then we'll continue to gain a bunch of weight. Yeah. But we're talking about taking the food away because what are we doing as a society? We're continually trying to evolve a pill to give us all the nutrients we need for one day. Like, how how cool would it be quote unquote if you could take a pill and it would give you your whole meals worth of nutrients for the day and all you would have to do is just consume water if that just,
0: just like just like if in that. the Zager and Evans song in the year 2525 everything you ate was in a pill you took today
1: sure yeah it, it's absolutely I heard song.
0: it I, i'm definitely going to play it for you okay um before this day is over yep cuz you need to hear it yeah continue but, please okay
1: so now we have that process happening and so if you if you give a That person, us as humans who sit down all day and find an excuse not to move a pill instead of food and no water because we don't need it with this pill we're taking, eventually we're going to stop needing to use the restrooms and stuff like that because we're not going to have. Oh, wow. That's really cool. What happened?
0: Oh, holy shit. We're getting shown x rays from good old Chelsea's arm break. I'm going to have her on the Map Bane podcast. Wow. She's a That's crazy,
1: Terminator dude. Dude, look at how many screws is that? One, two, three. Eleven.
0: Thanks for not She's, making me count on screw, my fingers. One
1: screw short for me. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I had twelve. That's
0: crazy. Yeah. Thanks for for leaving her yeah. boob out in this X-ray. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they. So we're gonna lose a lot of weight, right? If you if you take this pill, you, you barely going to gain any weight at all. So you're going to slim down. You're going to get skinny is what's going to happen, right? So now we're sitting in our chair and you think about gamers, right? Gamers are sitting in their gaming chair. They don't want to move. If they could take their gaming chair to the fridge and just have it wheel itself because it's going to (laughs) happen, dude. Trust me. Uh, I see these little robots at hotels. They're at the front desk of a hotel. You call to the fucking lobby and you send, will you please send Wally up with towels? And they send a robot up to your room and it knocks on it knocks on your door, and then you open the door, and it's got little eyes on it. It's a robot, and the door opens. It says, Ch- "Here are your towels. Thank you. Will there be anything else?" I'm- as long as I don't have to tip it, that's fine. Yeah, well, I'm not tipping I might that tip thing. It over.
0: You fucking
1: nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that what, when a gaming chair gets programmable, so that they can take it and they're just sitting there and they're like, "Okay, I'm going to go to the fridge," you know, and then their screen mounts to their stupid thing, so it's wheeling themselves around their damn house. Here we go. Now we're in our Wally world, and so now they have a keyboard and they have a screen, and so the screen needs to be bigger. So one screen is not big enough. So now what happens to these TVs is that the TVs start to become. Uh, What's that shape? They're like a banana now. They wrap around, yeah, yeah, so yeah. they extend up. And, but they're bigger and they're bigger, and so now they're wrapping from panel. And so that's not even big enough, so now you need to get another screen to the right of that, you need to get another one to the left of that. And so the keyboards, right? So typing like this is gonna be too much. You wanna move less. And you're gonna have to use move less because you're not eating foods anymore. You're taking a pill. So your energy is gonna have to be conserved. So therefore, your fingers are gonna start to grow. Over time and evolution because you're gonna have to reach further for those keys for that control And so now you're taking in all this data and knowledge You're taking it in so rapidly our minds are growing exponentially with knowledge So our brains are growing because they're getting bigger and because the screens are wrapping from our side view It's too much for us to turn our head to the right to see what's on that screen because we're gonna miss what's on the left And we can't see what's on the left if we're not looking to the right So what happens is over time our fucking eyes are gonna evolve to the side of our screen skull our brains are getting bigger so our heads are growing we're getting thinner because we're not eating so we're shrinking down our fingers are getting longer because we need to reach the keys eventually we're not moving we're sitting in a little hover chair and we're in these little spaceships dude are you not picturing a little green alien with huge eyes and a big head walking all skinny
0: i mean i am
1: now like what if what's what if that's the human race coming back in time to see what we used to be maybe they had to leave the planet or
0: just not even in time it's just that's the humans in this part of the galaxy and we just got there first we just started a little earlier than you i
1: don't know so that was kind of that was funny to me to think about the evolution and the potential of like you know humans and where we're going and stuff and it just kind of all lined up i was like that's that's more like it in the Wally scenario. So whether that happens ever in evolution 100 billion years from now or whatever, like the more likely scenario in the evolution of humans is not that in WALL-E. it's more or less that we're going to become more like alien like alienated and alien from each other. Like we're not like people don't want to be around each other anymore. That's another thing is that we're losing we're losing value of I'm glad there's a desk between stuff. us. Me too. You wouldn't <laughs> want to see what's underneath this desk right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you do if you saw one of these little aliens? I, 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 I don't know. You know what I would? do I'd be curious. I'd be like, what, I'd ask if it knows jujitsu. No. Do
0: you know what I would do? What? I'd give him steroids and a fucking kettlebell and say, you need to lift, you little pussy. And then I would strangle him with jujitsu and go, how did evolution work for you? And be the fucking caveman I am. What if you, he just when you said, what if he just when you, said you
1: and you started tapping? Like, he just started forcing taps on you. Why, he he's
0: going to tap me by my inferior brain? I, I yeah, do I that. There's no way you have any idea how much I let people hold on to chokes and just lose brain cells. He ain't gonna do that shit to me. Believe me. When you said w- w- picture an alien, whatever it is, I pictured what did some you picture. I pictured some predator-looking motherfucker with abs and super green like vascular. And you're
1: saying I'm impervious, gay? <laughs> Imperviousness. <laughs>
0: yeah, I pictured a bodybuilder. A, a bodybuilder <laughs> body <builder> alien. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry dude I mean that's freaking great who's your favorite bodybuilder of all time
0: you know what um, it's gotta be fucking the Australian dude what's his name Not maybe it's not Australian maybe English uh, bodybuilding you know bodybuilding's is such a, a difficult one for me because I don't want to be a bodybuilder but I love these guys and the, the like excitement I get when we talk PEDs, you know, performance enhancing
1: drugs, yeah.
0: like those types of people seeing what they, the like limits they push with human physiology and chemistry is awesome. Right. Like, like, talk all you want about oh, you shouldn't be allowed to do That's this. That's the
1: motherfucker that hyperextended my elbow.
0: Oh, this—he looks like a dork. Oh man,
1: he has a worse hairline than you do. Yeah, man he has
0: a seven head. He's a dick. Talk about aliens.
1: Sorry, proceed.
0: Also, how funny was it when you talked about robots delivering towels? I thought that um, alien like we were gonna turn into aliens, but it sounds like the robot took an alien's job at a hotel.
1: I'm not, dude, it was (laughs) weird. It was, it was, uh, but my wife's father like worked on programming for these communication for the robot, for this specific type of robot, Yeah. but the communication software. So I knew they existed. I just hadn't seen them out. I know they were based for medical field in hospitals in third world countries and stuff.
0: I've seen, uh, like representations of those. Yeah.
1: But this was just one that now is available for hotels for concierge or it's a test. It's a, what do they call that the um prototype it's a prototype but it's yeah. they're testing the beta market testing it, to yeah. see how they're beta testing it in the hotels to see how it works in the hotels weird i mean dude there's part of me that
0: thinks like we're getting lost as a, as a society and a people and we're losing the interconnectedness and our children are becoming less and less like there's less community and less uh there's so much you know like toxicity in that and I think that that disconnectedness is leading to that extreme divide we have whether it be politically or socially or culturally in general and that scares me but there's also a huge part of me that's like fuck yeah a robot brought me towels and I didn't have to tip someone and I didn't have to look someone in the eye and I got to answer the door naked and it was no problem. I love all of that. That idea of that sounds great. The like, yes. How many times? Oh, man. There was a couple, like the first few months of COVID were like, I was like, this is heaven. No one is around. Everyone drives fast as hell. There's no one on the road. If I see someone I know in Walmart, we have masks. We pretend we don't see each other and it's great. Yeah. Ah, I fucking love that. So there's this weird like pushback right now. There is this weird instinctual pushback, like cavemen, like oh, like a, you know need to be back to the fire and the tribes where I need to you know hug fellow man or woman, you know, um, no homo, right? And no Homo sapien, rather. <laughs> so it just it, it's such a weird conflict yeah, that's yeah. like presented because, like obviously, there's things like I have completely integrated the cell phone. You know the smartphone like that is part of the everyday. The GPS, the car like there's so much technology that we just got used to and are now in. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what your son's son is gonna have in this world of technology. Probably sticks and rocks. Did have you ever heard uh, this quote? Maybe I I I'm, I know this. It, let me let me let me back up here. Uh, someone said World War III will be fought with nuclear weapons and World War IV will be
1: fought with uh, sticks and rocks. Well, so I don't know enough
0: Perfect. You're on the right show. Oh, my God.
1: This is the show for you. This is
0: the Bad Etiquette yeah. podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jason Elliott.
1: I don't know enough um, to to really... Say what I think would happen other than from what I understand is that if there was a World War three which is you know scary to think about like that's what we're in fear of seeing happen right now um, <clears throat> and there was nuclear war, the world is done, like we are done
0: that's a rap
1: as a rap like ten if not almost immediately within 10 years, the human race will be gone. Like the world will cease to exist. think um, it just be
0: like Mad Max fuckers out there left over?
1: I don't think so. You don't think so? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think anybody can hide or be immune to the radiation that would be produced from massive... Uh, nuclear holocaust, like nuclear warfare.
0: What if it creates like a new version of a human, and it's not even like the aliens you were thinking of? It's this new, nuclear... like everyone just yeah. turns into like these weird, incredible Hulk
1: For type sh- people. No, and then we don't need steroids. No, I think I think that it would be. I think it would be pretty wicked. I think that we would we, like we wouldn't see anything because we'd be dead. But. Uh, that's the reality is i don't want like uh, you don't want to think about that stuff because you're not going to see around you're not going to be around to see it and Fair like what enough. the future race is like what if it did create that well who fucking cares cuz you're not going to be around to see it anyways yeah. and so like that's scary to me to think about all that stuff that's actually happening in the world right now and like the threats of nuclear testing and you know this and that and this person threatening to throw this bomb and this person threatening to throw this bomb and you know i watched this show on netflix and it was called the 100 or the yeah, hundred part of it. Uh, uh, I think I've talked about it on another podcast. I don't know if I, I need to get out more. I don't have that much of a life, but that show is basically, um, takes place up in space, up on the space stations. So each country has their own space station and their own uh, astronauts up in the space station doing things and stuff, you know, communications and satellite and naturally, space, naturally stuff. space stuff. And uh, there's this woman who was down on Earth and she created an AI. Mm-hmm. And the AI's ultimate responsibility was to preserve the Earth you know, by oh, controlling shit. certain things. And so she went up into space on the space station and she had the AI chip with her and the AI chip realized that the only way to preserve the earth at this point was to completely destroy humanity. And so what better way to do it than hacking the mainframes as an AI and detonating all of the nuclear warfare in the world. So every single country, every single person, every single nuclear bomb that was sitting somewhere just launched. And launched at different areas of the world and basically obliterated obliterated the world. Take that, Bakersfield. So the world's done. Like, everyone's dead, right? Um, Nuclear warfare, boom, 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 boom. Nobody survives, quote, unquote. So up on the space stations, people up there, the astronauts, are watching the world like fireworks. Like, our planet is being destroyed right now. That's going to be the most horrifying,
0: terrifying thing I could possibly imagine.
1: I think it'd be more terrifying like seeing it happening, like... Yeah, no, but that's what and, I mean, like, it's
0: like watching it happen from like, like dude, your window up on a space station.
1: Man, yeah, and but anyway, so years and years go by, but they realize that there's only limited supply of life up on these space stations, so they have to figure things out, right? And so ultimately what happens is that each country's space station ends up orbiting together and they create this one giant space station, Um, And so they create this civilization in outer space on this arc, this big giant arc. Oh, of course. Um, Noah's arc. That's beautiful. Exactly. I love that. And so each person, each couple, each person that's with another individual or woman, man, they're only allowed to have one child. So in order to keep the oxygen levels at the way they are and the food levels and everything like that, there's population control. If you commit a crime, it's, sent- it's punishable by death and so they'll call it floating. So they put you in a room and then they basically open the chamber and out you go into outer space. So it's more population control. They basically have a society of their own this is their own world, so
0: yeah, it's their own civilization.
1: They've been up there for um, hundred years or less than hundred years. I think it's like seventy-five years. And the the thing is, is that after the radiation, explosions, and stuff, the world has to be uninhabitable for a minimum of hundred years before it's rehabitable mm-hmm. by humans. So they're up in there, and they're basically saying we have to live a life up here as a culture, as a community and tribe in outer space for 100 years. So we have to carry out generations of people. That's why we're supposed to have children, so we can continue to make generations of people so that in 100 years we can send these people back down to Earth so we can rebuild the Earth. Question. Yeah.
0: If a lady in the 100 up there in space already has a kid and then gets pregnant again— can she compromise and just no, stick she, she, her? No, no, hold on, she I'm finished home. my question. Um, can she just stick her lower half of her body out and they open the bay doors and it just Pop. sucks uh, the baby out?
1: Ay, 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 that's up.
0: Touchy subject. Next
1: subject. <laughs> uh, she can get floated. So they will float her. They'll they will give birth to the child. They will oh, give the child oh. to a couple that doesn't have a child, and they'll float the mom. Oh. That's what they would do. That's And it was shown because there was actually a character in there who was, who was hidden away from everybody until she was like 16, 17 years old. She Nobody ever knew she existed except for the mom and the brother. So she had the baby without anybody knowing. And oh then she God. hid the baby and the child grew up. So anyhow, it, as a child, if you make a crime on this arc, then you're held in a prison, right? A A, a a juvenile juvenile hall, because they won't float you as a minor. So basically they keep you alive as a juvenile detention in a juvenile detention center on this arc until you're the age of 18, where they re prosecute you and decide at that point, whether they feel they can float you or whether they're going to try to reintegrate you into the society. Um, so somebody realizes that the oxygen is running out on the arc and everybody's going to die in six months. And there is like 75 years into this (laughs) <laughs> they so got a little ways to go They got to figure out how to get oxygen And there's no way to do it So the only thing they can do Is they decide to take these hundred kids That were locked away And put them on a pod And send them to earth To see if it was inhabitable if they die, then we know it's not, and we're all going to die. because I would have sent the oldest people. Dude, they sent like, they, they let's send the, send the, the how that? Send the was gray out. hairs. See, sent, this
0: what, it sounds like Congress decided this. sounds like it, up there was a bunch of old people, just like in Congress. They all had white hair, and yeah, then they were like, let's it go does fuck sound over like all that. the young people, let's and then all they the just sent them to Earth. That sounds like, like that's... The, the,
1: well, that's geez. what they did. They sent them to Earth, and then they like they sent them to die is what they did. They said if they die, then we all die, but if they live, then there's a chance we live because then we're all gonna go down to the earth because if they can live, then we can live. So we if have to I, figure this out.
0: Dude, if I was on that pod and I got sent down there and it was all like toucans and coconut trees and like, you know, mermaids and shit. I, and I was like, and I, those old people sent me up here. i and
1: like, fuck them. That's what they did. Oh, That's part of the show. Shit. So they get down in the in orbit in space and they land and they almost all die but they don't. They land and they all of a sudden the thing opens and then they, and they all, they expect to just die and like take their first breath and just start melting away like acid, but they don't. And then they start walking out and then they start celebrating and partying and stuff. And they're like, oh my God, now they're a bunch of kids, a bunch of delinquent kids on earth all by themselves. Oh my God. Parental supervision. Of the
0: flies down there. Dude, it was Jesus. crazy. So
1: anyways, that's the show. And so ultimately over time, they start finding that there's these people called grounders because there's. These people that actually survived somehow on the I earth told you, Jason, and all I these things, told right? You. But so the, I told but you, be, but there are some mutants and other I things told and stuff. You. So it's There's this possible, be right? hulks and
0: shit. Damn it!
1: It turns. It's really cool. Like, like there's tons of seasons. I like the show. It started out as like a B movie or a B show, B rated show, like sci-fi type. Thing, I know. I know those are really, the words. It's make. really good show. It's really cool. Um, and so then it gets to a point where. Um, they basically figure all this stuff out, and then they get AI chips implanted in people's heads, and then they basically, like, so you can live forever by basically taking this, you know, the Neuralink. Yeah. By basically taking the, 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 the Neuralink, putting it in your in your brain, downloading your brain's information yeah, onto the chip. Yeah, so when your body dies, they're going to take that chip, and they're going to put it into another person, and then all of a sudden, dude, Dallas's brain logs back in, and now that person is you. Dude, they
0: better put me in a freaking predator alien six-pack green motherfucker.
1: It's only a matter of time before that's going to happen, right? I, that's my opinion. Is It's only a matter of time before Neuralink... And, this, and scientists have the ability to create the connection between pathways where when that neural link clicks in, it's now a computer chip that's going to find its pathways into your brain and it's going to override and it's going to take all the information from on that chip and it's going to put it right into your head. And so it's either going to override it and download it and wipe it out and now Dallas no longer exists as, as a mental person, like your body does, like a but the person. person took it over as their, as their, with their chip awesome. or you're now two people and you now walk with both. Now you have like all the knowledge and memories of this one person from this lifestyle. So you would know everything about that person's yeah. child, that person's life, what year they were born, their wedding anniversary. You'd have the same memories as their Could everything. You, your parents still around? Yeah. Okay.
0: Your grandparents passed away?
1: Yeah, I have one grandmother left.
0: If you had, if you had a grandfather, downloaded
1: his uh,
0: whole brain into a new body, and he remembered you and had all these memories, would you be okay with that?
1: I think I don't know. That's a that's a weird thing to think about. Like
0: my first thought it, is it would
1: be it would be dependent on how like the person. So like in the show, they are killing people because you can't take a dead body and put the chip in it and bring the body back to life. Right. So therefore you have to take a human sacrifice. You oh. have to have somebody who's willing to sacrifice themselves unwillingly. Okay. You know, yeah. so that you can input the we'll chip say, and well, override we'll
0: say, it. Let's say we can grow and farm bodies and we just had like a vessel and then we just download, you know, yeah. Grandpa Elliot into
1: one of those vessels.
0: And he was like, oh, I thought I died and so on and so on and so on. If
1: he chose yes, if that was a choice that he made, knowing that that was a potential in the future, yeah. like you download it on a chip and then you put it in storage and all of a sudden when the when the, when the ability's there, it goes in and then he said, yeah, he wanted to do it, then for sure. But if it's something that that person didn't choose, then I wouldn't be okay with it.
0: What if he came back as an Asian woman and he said, this is what I felt my entire life and I identify as a woman, Asian woman Would you be okay with it then or would you say I'm sorry grandpa but my real grandpa Passed away this year And then would you send that Vessel to the, back to the Farm
1: yeah, so that would be that. Would, see, that's where it would be weird, right? Because, it's very weird. It wasn't even easy to ask that question. No, but I, but I see where I see where that can like happen because like, what if they just to pick this person, this body, and like they, let's put this person in an Asian woman, you know, or it gets mixed up, and this person is supposed to be in this body, and he ends up in a woman's body? It's like they would just swap the neuro, they would swap the links back. But, um, uh, I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that would be pretty trippy. Uh. But I think that that's kind of where we can go. And I think that's where eventually it could go. Um, But the show kind of depicts that. And so hindsight, going back to all this stuff... Is it's a scary reality because that show basically shows what could happen in the event that there was major nuclear warfare. And if World War III is nuclear, then it's fucking scary. And I'm scared of it. I'm scared of it. I'm scared of the reality of it. I'm scared of thinking about it. I even get scared talking about it because I could, could like,
0: have fooled me because we you told me the whole plot of the 100.
1: I because I love I love I don't know. I love I love life. I love sound, you made on, the show so. sound
0: really fucking good though. I can't wait to peep. It's fucking cool, dude. i yeah. I, I, I think it's based on some Stephen King shit,
1: if yeah. I'm not mistaken. I don't know if it's Stephen King or not, but it's a cool show. Um, so, yeah, that reality. I think Maybe we'd, we'd, we'd be wiped out, know. dude. Huh? If, if it happened, if somebody pushes that fucking button, it's going to be a scary day. Like, if, if if you wake up and all of a sudden you open your phone and you see that one country you nuked another, or there was a nuke that went off somewhere, just fucking, I, I'm going to stay home.
0: Would you not just... Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going okay. yeah, to stay, stay home and I'm going to stay with my family
1: Fair and enough. I'm going to sit right with them. Nice. You know, I'm going to pack my shit and I'm going to make sure I have some supplies ready, but I'm going to stay right next to my family. Check. That's what I'm doing.
0: Can you imagine all the fucking that was going on on those spaceships in the 100? No. So much. <laughs> I wanted to ask that like but two seasons because ago because they
1: can only have one kid. So but maybe the moms or maybe the women though would get to a point where mentally they would just like block it Be- like they wouldn't even have the desire because they know like you don't, a dude, mom dude who they, can't they have they a- have
0: pods and shit. You don't think they have condoms up there or birth control? No. Come on. They got something just up pull there. Pull it out. Yeah, or just pull, pull out. It. Yeah. That just worked that out. worked for me, you know, until it didn't. <laughs> Yeah. It's always worked. It's definitely always worked.
1: It's always worked. <laughs> it's until it doesn't.
0: It works 98% of the time, 100% of the time.
1: In 2010, two weeks after I've had my MMA fight. Your first? Uh huh. Okay. Um, I told my wife, I said, I want to have a kid. I think I want to have a child now. And she goes, Yeah. I said, Yeah. What do you think? She's like, I'm ready if you are. And I was like, Okay. And two weeks later, she's pregnant.
0: Just in time before you got like all the smarts beaten out of you, and then you just had a bunch of these broken sperm coming out.
1: I know. (laughs) No, man, my son's a beast. He got the good stuff. He's great.
0: I, I was. It's so interesting to have like, just known him like.
1: I got twenty minutes. I got fifteen minutes, and then I got class. All right, shit. Let's well, let's uh. Don't stop it now. We got time. okay, Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're just getting people on. On the hook. I right think now. today
0: was the first time I like actually like spoke to your son directly for the first
1: time. <laughs> Did he talk to you? No, no yeah, of course. We oh, well, that's probably the first there. time he's done that.
0: It, it was just like we've seen each other next to you and Cat for years. Yeah. I, so it's just like we're just like oh it's it's this guy.
1: Did so, he ask you if he liked um, Dragon Ball Z? No, I wish he's he would. He's all would've. about it, dude. dude he's getting he Dragon love Ball
0: Z. It? I love Dragon Ball Z. Do you Z have Z Dragon Ball
1: Z? no i, I need wish. to find somebody that's got copies of it yeah, so i, know, I can it's give them so some.
0: it's so hard to come by it's yeah. so weird
1: dude it's, it's annoying it's there yeah he's all about he started changing jujitsu i
0: know i was gonna i really wanted to ask yeah, you like how so excited are you cool about dude
1: that? I'm, I'm on cloud nine about it i am like i'm so pumped you're about on it. goku's cloud that he flies around totally. on cloud nine so Hell, yeah he he stopped training like i i took my kid in he's 11 now and i took him in when he was like four And I took him into Paragon in Santa Barbara. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I took him right back out because he was too young to be in that program in the sense that it wasn't jujitsu. It wasn't like tumbling and rolling and training. It was more like um, obstacle courses and a lot of like bully awareness and defense. Like what happens when a kid comes up to you on the playground, gets in a fight stance, holds a fist and tries to punch you in the face? Dude, my kid's four years old. Like... There's a level of innocence that needs to be preserved. I agree. When a kid is six and seven, they need to start understanding how to identify a bully because a bully can become a bully. They, they know what they're doing at that point. But when a kid is five or six years old, they don't know what they're doing yet. You or, know? Four, or, or, or four. Or four. It's an attention yeah. thing. It's not a malicious thing. Yeah. The different the definition of bully is unwanted, aggressive, aggressive. Um, Harassment. Harassment. You know, basically. And so if you call me a dork and I say, Dallas, it hurt my feelings, can you not call me that again? You're like, shut up, dork. That's you being a bully. It's an actual reaction interaction. If if you call me a dork and you're joking like, hey dude, don't call me that. And you're like, I'm i I'm sorry, I didn't mean then You're a reasonable person. That's good. Kids don't know that shit. Not yet. They're still learning all that stuff. So at my kid didn't need to know that at that time. I took him out. I brought him and I would always weightlift with him, dude. I got pictures of him on my chest I was bodybuilding during uh, this time that's adorable and so then I get back into Jiu Jitsu I go to Gracie Baja and one of the kids coaches fucked my kid up on the mat in terms of breaking his mental state like my kid mm. went onto the mat he didn't really have any training I would roll with him at home and stuff like that and I wasn't a coach on the mat I had backed off I wasn't even like working at the school at the time and My kid was underneath somebody in Mount and the kid was on top of him and the coach is yelling at my kid like, escape, Jacob, escape, escape, get out of there, get out of there, get out of there. And my son was like, I can't. He goes, grab me here. He goes, I'm trying. Get out, Jacob, get out. And he goes, I can't. And then the coach looked at him and was like, not with that attitude all irritated about it and then walked away Mm. and then my son started crying on the mat. Yeah. And so I didn't stop it. I didn't do anything, but I saw it happen. And so then I let the class proceed and everything like that. My son walks off the mats after, and, uh, I didn't say anything to my kid and I walked up to the coach after class and I was like, Hey bro, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And he was like, what? And I was like, what the fuck was that, dude? What kind of way is that to coach a kid? And, uh, and I was a little bit more aggressive about it because it was my son, Hell you know? Yeah. And I, that's I, a I am very been advanced been in jiu jitsu, so I do know how to coach and I do know how to work with children. And I do know what I'm doing when it comes to this kind of stuff. And so I was pissed, dude. I was like, that's bullshit the way you treated me. Whether it was my son or not, the fact that I saw it, the fact, the fact that you did it, hmm. like that's bullshit. I ended up taking over the coaching program of that school pretty shortly after that um, as the head coach for the kids' instruction, for the kids' program. But my son didn't want anything to do with Jiu Jitsu at that point anymore. I asked him several times, "Come train, come train." No, dad, no, dad, no, dad. He wouldn't do it.
0: Yeah, that's scarring, and that's, totally. that's when that's your lasting moment
1: with it. Yeah, I don't want to come back. So I didn't push it. I stopped asking him if he wanted to do it, and then I just went to this mindset of like, he'll come to me when he's ready. He'll come to me when he's ready. And then there were certain times where I asked him, and he'd be like, "No." And then there were times where I try and force him, like, "Dude, you got to do it. Like, get out there and do it. Like, let's go." And he'd hate it. Dad, I hate jujitsu. Hate jujitsu. All these things. And then a couple weeks ago, he comes up to me and he's like, Hey dad, can I train Jiu Jitsu today? And I was like, yeah, you can. What do you want? You know, he's like, oh, I want this. Well, I want to get this DLC game pack for my video game, but I, I do just really want to start training Jiu Jitsu. And I thought that maybe because I wanted to start training Jiu Jitsu, I could earn it that way. Uh, and I was like, fair enough. But I've heard this story before. Like you've told me this before. You've tried this before and it never works. So why don't we wait till Friday? I think this is like a Tuesday. Because your friend will be training on Friday, so I can partner you with your friend. Basically, telling myself, check, like, yeah. basically signing my son off, saying, like, he's not going to change jiu jitsu at this point ever. He's made it very clear to me through several attempts. You're
0: acknowledging a precedent. I'm acknowledging,
1: uh, uh, yeah, you exactly. Know. And I'm like, if you're going to be on the mat, you're just going to complain about it. So I might as well just have you be on the mat on a day that your friend's here, so I can just have you guys be on the side of the mat doing whatever you're going to do, because you're not going to change jiu jitsu on the mat. So that's what I offered to him. And he was like, No, 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 I'm going to train. Maybe I'll, I'll do it today and tomorrow and the next day, and I'll do it Friday. And I was like, Okay, well, let's start with today. He jumped on the mat, dude, and he trained. He trained he did the workout he did the warm-up he did the drills he did things that impressed the shit out of me and i was like you have been watching what i do you have been watching for a long time because your movements your connections and then he started coaching kids telling kids how to do things and i was like you're telling them the right thing which is blowing me away and so the next day came and he did it again. The next day he came. So he didn't stop. Every day he's there, he's training. He's probably not there training right now because I didn't go give him his gi, which is fine. He could take today off. Um, but he's been training ever since and he's having a lot of fun with it. He's making relationships with the classmates and stuff. And so it's just been really cool for me. It was like a week worth of like, wow, this is really impressive. He's done it for this long, but maybe next week he won't. And then he did it again. And I've just been like, I, this is it, man. He found it. Like jujitsu finally connected to him. And so now he's on this path. I think,
0: I think that's why we spoke for like the first time. Because he's it, yeah, he more other. confident. And stuff it, it, he's, and he's coming out of that shell.
1: Yep. And it's great because maybe this is where we'll end it, uh, if you don't mind. But Let's do it. it's really cool because November 19th, 2022, uh, I will be in Pastor Rebos receiving my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Yes. Yes. Professor Jason. Woo, soon. Soon. Yeah, my professor called me and told me the ceremony would be November 19th, and I'll be receiving my black belt. Um, So to invite my friends and my family and make sure that they're there for it. I'll be there. And so it was cool because... I now know that the day I get to receive my black belt, I will have my family, my wife and my son, on the mats with me in their gis, not because I forced them to for a picture, but because they genuinely now train jiu-jitsu with me. So to have them on the mat, sharing the experience of me getting my black belt means a lot. And it couldn't have been a better time for my son to choose to start training jujitsu. So with that being said, pretty fucking cool stuff going on right now. That was very beautiful. And I'm really thankful that you shared that with me. Yeah, thank you Jason. November nineteenth we do.